This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Okay, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So this is the final uh, sort of game day, if you like, video of the season. We have got some more content coming up, end of season stuff, like an end of season review. We're going to do like a little awards video, if you like, and be some other stuff coming in the pipeline before the Euros and then into the Euros. But today we just want to look at how the season did end, and that is the playoff final. Do a little bit of a review on that. Probably won't be too long, because I don't know if we've got an awful lot to talk about. Don't want to be too negative, but obviously we did lose the game, which we're all aware of at this point, I'm sure. <laughs> um, unless you've been living under a rock. But uh, yeah, so i got Lee with me today, joining me on this one. So welcome back, Lee. Hello. And Lee, unlike myself, actually got a ticket and went up to Wembley. So do you want to maybe, before we go into the nitty-gritty of the game, give a give us your like experience then? Because it's been over a year since the last time we went to a football match. And you're going back, and the first one you're going back to is Wembley. So that's a bit crazy, really. Yeah, it was class. The, I actually missed the last home game before COVID hit. It was the West Brom game. I was away, uh, so I missed the last home game. So I, 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 I can't even remember what my last game was before I went back. So it must have been like two weeks before that when we were home. Um, and I was on my way to Middlesbrough on the Friday. We were going to play Middlesbrough away on the Saturday. And we got up there and uh, they cancelled football then, didn't they? So that was the the last ticket I bought. And then uh, got a Wembley ticket then. So yeah, it was a bit weird. It was, it was class. Oh, because it all happened last minute. Because um, obviously they released an extra thousand, didn't they? Yeah. That's when I got got I got, I got my uh, I got my ticket then with my season ticket. So it was just last minute then, just last minute plans. And then it was weird. I, I, I don't know, even though like the, we'll go on to the game and it was... Looking back, it was poor, but I just had a class day just getting back into the football, like proper. You, you realise what you miss, and the, the the one thing I missed about going was just the atmosphere and talking to fans and going to the pub before a game and just talking to different people, bumping into people you haven't seen for ages. 
weather was lovely in London as well. So I had a, I had a cracking day, even though the result was uh, yeah was poor. Well, that's the main thing, isn't it? Like it doesn't matter. You know, we would have liked to have gone up to the Premier League, but the bottom line is we're actually playing football again and allowed to go and watch it and have a catch up and have a drink and all the rest of it. it. Doesn't matter what league you're in, that's still happening, and that that's the main thing really. So being able to do that again is uh is nice. Hopefully, going into next season, it will become more normal once again and uh yeah less I, uh, restrictions I was say, full houses hopefully if we if things i can't wait well. to get to a to a full house again i've got i got you know you get the buzz then anyway when you go to like say it's been the summer when we've been off yeah. and then you go to the first away game of the season you get the buzz then you can't wait for the next one so i really can't wait now and like i said to you uh, the guy that was sitting behind me said he watches the podcast i didn't so i didn't catch his name so hopefully he's watching yeah. well um, so that was nice in the in the stand that was nice, and I bumped into uh, I bumped into Alex as well from um, the Send Him Off podcast. It was just nice to actually see people in person. Yeah, oh, he was up there, was he? That's good. Um, yeah, check yeah. those guys out, by the way. Uh, they do another football podcast, not specifically just for Swansea, but they are Swansea fans. But they talk more broad football. They do do some stuff on Swansea, of course. Um, send them off podcasts so they're mainly on Spotify I think they've got YouTube and Twitter and Instagram but check them out so they are good um, before we get into the video as well if I can just ask everyone to just leave a like on this video it's been a good season so far we really appreciate all your support but every time you like the video it helps us grow helps push it out to more people and allows us to sort of keep going and create more and better stuff in the future and obviously if you're not already subscribed then please also subscribe to make sure you keep up to date with everything that we do put out okay going into the actual match then so we know that next season we might have an away trip to blackpool so that means that we won't be going up to the premier league because they just got promoted from league one but um you know at the end of the day it was brentford's day um saturday and I don't think, as much as it hurts to say it, I don't think anyone can argue that over the course of the last couple of years, they didn't deserve eventually to go up. And they kind of made it hard for themselves. But I'm not here to just praise Brentford um, all the time. They did make it hard for themselves, because I'd argue they could have got automatic in the last two years. But we kind of made it a little bit easy for them on the day in a playoff final. Um, well, okay, so you were there, you were at the match. Do you want to run us through, well, I mean, the first 20 minutes is where all the action happened, really, isn't it? So, do you want to, do you want to run us through? Yeah, I don't know. I just I got the, I just got the feeling that, it, like you said, it was going to be Brentford's day. I just don't think that we turned up. Maybe the occasion was too big for us. Um, And, I yeah, like we said, 20 minutes or, well, eight minutes the first goal was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think as soon as Brentford got that first goal, they settled in really well then. Um. I just, I just like you said. I think all the all the pressure was on them, having not been promoted um, last couple of years, and I think that just settled them in then. And we made like we were. I think I think we were probably done then after. Well, definitely after two nil. Yeah. I yeah. I just think it was too big for us. We looked a bit. We, we'll go into the nitty gritty now, like the tactics and that that they went into. But yeah, I just you could just sense then after the first twenty minutes that it was it was Brentford's day. They were they were just due to go up, and we were just we were just there. They've been building for a while. Like I know it's like I said, it's frustrating that we didn't go up. They've been building for a while though, like buying some sort of hidden gems, selling them for a lot of money, reinvesting that money, and it's been a long process for them of building a club in the right way. Quite similar to maybe how we did it back when we went up ten years ago. Oh yeah. Um a little bit different um... to how we did it this time. We've come down 
And we've done well since we've come down, rebuilding and stuff, but it's not the same as what they've been doing. And I think for them, it was kind of like finally the end goal and it was achieved sort of thing. So hopefully we can yeah. hopefully we can build on this as well and go forward next they were, year. Uh, they were ready to go up, though. It was, it was their time to go up. Yeah. Well, it was probably their time to go up last year, but, I mean, they were definitely ready to go up. Yeah. They played like they played the perfect playoff final. We said about us in the home and away leg, we probably played it so well playoff semi-final two legs um and i think they played the perfect final it was yeah they were ready to go up you could argue that we learned from our playoff semi-finals last year got that right but then again you're going into the unknown yeah. end against a brentford team who lost the playoff final last year so they could have learned last year now who knows what's going to happen but we just need to learn from it this time anyway um the first couple of minutes sixth minute sixth minute actually mac rhymes gets a yellow card so I need to re-see this challenge because I only saw one replay on the telly and um, I've just looked at the quick highlights on YouTube and didn't show it, but was that a red card? It was a red, definitely. I um, I actually, in the stadium, I couldn't see it. It was down the far end, but um, it looked all right to me and then I saw like a few people had messaged me and said, oh my God, he's lucky to still be on the pitch. I thought, no, not from where I'm sitting. But then when I watched it back, I was like, oh my, he should have gone. You Do you want to like describe what happened? Because I, I, yeah, well, I need to see it again. If, yeah, if I, yeah, if I remember right, he just sort of has a bit of a heavy touch, and he's sort of chasing it then, and the um, I can't remember who the player was gets in front of him, and he he's sort of lunging in, and he's high on his on his ankle, like he's high studs up on his ankle. All right, fair enough. So um, I think yeah. Because when I saw the replay, gone. I thought like, oh, he's got the ball, but I wasn't really like, I didn't see it enough to. Look at other details like studs up, whatever. Um, so need yeah. to see it again. But I think the general consensus has been that he was lucky there to not get a red card. So that's what I mean, though. Like so out of character. Obviously, big occasion early on. Um, bit of nerves, maybe. Never sort of see grinds, grinds, grimes do anything like that. Um, yeah, I, that's just another element. I said like we we weren't really there on the day. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, you've mentioned the first goal, uh, Freddie Woodman conceding the penalty, which, I mean, I think he's got to go down to try and make that save, but he gets yeah. it wrong. I mean, is it his fault? Or was it the defender's fault for allowing the ball to come through, the playing the guy on side? Like, there was. Something's gone wrong. Easy, didn't they? We were at that end of the stadium, and I thought, I looked at I was like, why didn't Cabango clear it? It looked like he was there to clear it. And then yeah. when I watched the replay, has an opportunity to clear it, but it, whether he gets a shout from Woodman to leave it, he's not expecting um, Wemo to get in there with his pace. But it just looks like Cabango can just clear it. Then he sort of leaves it. Woodman comes out and he he's in front slowing of him, down, doesn't he? I guess as Woodman's come in. And, um... Yeah, maybe expects him to get it, but uh, that again, we move, I don't know if we'll go on to this later. But playing the three at the back, I think they were a bit all over the shop. In the sort of the early stages, yeah, we'll maybe have a look at when played the four at the back yeah. for so long, um, and then go to that in the final. I mean, that might have been a reason why they sort yeah. of had that cut, they got cut out by that ball through the middle. Well, I didn't really get that, but we'll touch on that at the end why, when we look at maybe yeah. what went wrong. Um, okay, so that's the first goal. And Ivan Tony, I mean, he hasn't missed a penalty all year, so if you're gonna pay money on it, you would pay money on him, stick it in the, the back right way, though, didn't he? To be honest, though, yeah, I was gonna say. Credit to Woodman because I don't think he could have done any better in trying to save it. Tony puts it literally in the corner with a bit of pace as well. Woodman nearly gets there. He really, he really nearly gets there. 
um, just couldn't get his hand down in time, I think. Because, you know, you're jumping at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, the penalty taker should always score. If you're putting it in the corner, that sort of pace, you're always going to score against the goalkeeper. That's that's the whole point you know, of a good penalty. It's risky because you could hit the post, go wide. But when you've got the you know the clinical finishing that he's shown this season, um, I mean, I was good for us, but he's missed one or two, hasn't he? So I would take Tony, and he doesn't have that run-up. That makes you scared either. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, 1-0 to Brentford. And then we're on the attack. We get a corner. Um, I think it was a corner or throw-in or something. Regardless of what it was, Ayu's got the ball in the box. Uh, kind of playing it around the edges a little bit. He's running in, trying to do a little bit of twinkle toes, gets tackled. I think it was Mark Condes that tackles him, actually. It was one of them. It was someone. It might not be Mark Condes. I'll have to check that. But he gets tackled nonetheless. The ball breaks and uh, Brentford are immediately on the counter-attack. And quite similar, sort of, to the way that they they had a goal scored against them in their semi-final because Bournemouth scored on the break from a corner, didn't they? I think we had more players back, but we just couldn't deal with it. So um, initially I thought Carl Norton's done well when he's um, stopped the shot. But at the same time, when you look at it, he's also given that player a lot of time to pick out a man. And he, he, cuts, he cuts the ball back, doesn't he? And Mark Ondes, to be fair, has a really good finish. Has done well, Norton, I think, to stop it. It's the annoying part for that, that goal really, really annoyed me, though, because when I watched it back, if you watch back the clip, when Mbwemo gets the ball, he's clear. The furthest player back on the pitch is Mark Condes. The and furthest player back, forward. apart from the Brentford goalkeeper. Yeah. So I think Norton does well to shepherd him out wide. Someone Obviously, he has, job he has loads of time to pick out that pass of him coming back. Yeah. Orahan is jogging back. I'd look at Ayu and Lowe as well, who are who have got pace to get back, but they don't. Um, I think like Gwehi and Cabango were busting a gut to get back, but and Grimes actually made up a lot of ground. To get Grimes back. did get back, and he at the yeah. time, in all fairness. Um, but yeah, it just really, really annoyed me because it looked like on the day as well, like nobody's getting back. He should never have had time to stop there. Or you could say Norton maybe gives him so much time, but he should never be able to just pick out that ball with him yeah. in no space. I guess they the, all should have been busting a gut to get I guess the there. point is, like, Norton is doing his job, isn't he? He's stopping a shot coming in, he's making he him pass job, away. Yeah. He's in the box at this point, so he's probably thinking, I'm not going to go and dive in because if I give away a penalty, like, we're 2 0 down. He's expecting his teammates to do their job and to track back and make sure whoever's passed to at least can't get a shot away and has to pass again and so on and so on. Um, but the guy that's coming in is literally not marked. So, no, I, there's no excuse for that one. That really annoyed me. Yeah. And I know, like, we say about like Low and Ayu and everyone had a good season, but they, they sprint back there. They they cover him. Yeah. In front of him. So I don't think yeah, Norton's not to blame at all. I think he's done. Uh, it could have been a goal. Like if he doesn't defend well in the first place, then Mbwemo could have been through, couldn't he? So, um, I'll argue a bit about the wing backs as well because Connor Roberts is basically. All the way up, but he does like well, I, he does get back by the end of it. But uh, I know, but it's, it's clever. It's clever from Mbwemo because he leaves he leaves Connor Roberts bomb on. If you watch him, he's with him. Yeah, leaves him bomb on, and then he leaves him go, and he drifts out to the that wing then, which is where he's on his own. Yeah, but again, we'll discuss the formation a little bit at the end. Um, we were lucky though. A couple of minutes later, I think our heads really were rattled at this point, but we were lucky to not be three 0 down. Oh. Um, loose ball 
in the midfield sort of gets drops drops really nicely really to Ivan Tony, who um is Horahan it is, he's trying to clear it upfield, gets blocked, and then someone wins the header, bounces down, and Ivan Tony just on the half volley, just smacks it. Oh my and god. Uh, it hits the crossbar and well, thank God for goal line technology, that's all I can say. I was cause... I was behind it. And I like I was literally eye line with that shot and I was it's in. As soon as he hit it, I was like, Oh my god, it's in. I thought I thought watching it on strike. the telly, I was like, Oh, his watch is going. His watch is going, it's gonna be a goal. But oh, what a strike went, that was. was like, I mean, you could if that went in, to be honest, that's nobody's fault and you couldn't have any complaints, I don't think. You could argue maybe it gets closed down more, but it was kind of one of them where the ball is bouncing around and the team that's two nil up full of confidence just gets to run a play there and He's just he just goes for it. He hasn't scored a goal from outside the box all season, Ivan Tony. So, um, oh, I know, full of confidence, and he just goes for it. That, like fair play if it goes in. That's what I'm saying. You can't really. There's nothing you can say, is there? Really? No, there's um, nothing you can say about that. But like, you know, we would have been three 0 down there, undeservedly so. That's how yeah. bad we were in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, um, I think after that point, they didn't really do any more that I can recall in terms of like. They were all really good chances, and they scored two of them. Well, the third one won a really good chance. That was like would have been a wonder goal. But they'd done their job. They knew at that point we had to break them down, and it kind of felt like that for the rest of the match, um, except for the fact that we can't really break teams down very well these days. Um, as soon as it went two 0 I think Steve Cooper changed to a four at the back. He did put Roberts on the wing, um, but it was kind of like too little, too late. Going into the second half. Andre Ayew has a golden chance to pull us back 2-1. And I think that changes the game a lot. However, he's not able to capitalise. So Conor Roberts, and this is literally as soon as we kick off in the second half now, Conor Roberts is up on the right wing. He puts a really good ball in. Um, it's kind of dropping and bouncing in between, in between the two centre-backs and they can't judge the flight of the ball very well as a result of the bounce. The keeper's also coming for it slightly. It's kind of in no man's land a little bit, but Andre Ives coming through the middle of the two centre-backs. The first one misses it, and on the bounce, Ayu manages to get his head on the ball. Any sort of contact on target, and that goes in, but he unfortunately couldn't quite get there in time. I don't want to be too harsh to him, because I think it's literally, it's not a case of he put it wide, he just couldn't get there in time to put it into the goal. Like, by the time he got the, the glance that he took on it, took it wide, because he was just a slightly bit too late. But... As much as I'm not criticising Andre Ayew, I think that just highlights how much we need a te- an, a, like a striker because he's coming late all the time and that's the sort of opportunity you miss as a result of him not being a natural striker. Yeah, that was a great ball in from Conor Roberts. So I think I think you're right though. If we score there, it, I just, I'd love to, I know it's all if, ifs and buts and Brentford were miles the better side on the day and deserved to go up, but... I'd obviously love to know if you sort of if we stayed tight and got in a half time nil nil like we said pressures on them. I'd love to have known like if Ayu puts that chance in and it gets two one early. Maybe they maybe they yeah. crumble a bit um, because of the importance of it to them. But you know you don't know we don't know. But you yeah, know. it would have been you'd massive like if think, he scored. There. You'd like to think like Thomas Frank's team talk completely changes in terms of like well yeah. his team talk don't change. He just had his team talk. They've come out and conceded straight away. So whatever he said. Like the players, all of a sudden, like it's, it's it's gone. You know what I mean. So um, and they, without being too disrespectful to them, they have kind of 
when as the pressure's come on them in the last couple of years, they've kind of let themselves down, like they should have finished second last year. Perhaps they should have this yep. year. They fin- they didn't win the playoff final last year, and they should have as well. So when when there's been a bit of pressure, they've buckled under it. So 2-0 up and they're cruising. Yeah, it's easy for them to manage that afterwards. But if we if we score that goal in like what the forty seventh minute or whatever it was, and put that pressure on because you only need one more to take it to extra time. It's anyone's game again. It's not like you don't have to get the win in the in the normal time in the situation we were in there. So it's just like all of a sudden they've got something else to think about and can they handle it again? Does the doubt start creeping in from all these missed opportunities in the past? But we weren't able to put that on them. So again, it was a little bit of a breeze for them. Um, after that then <clears throat> no notable chances from the Swans as far as I'm concerned nothing I can really mention there is one big thing but I'll mention that in a sec do you remember any other notable chances? one where Lowe sort of had a turn and sh- I can't remember if it was after Red um, but Lowe sort of had a turn and shot his left foot but no, literally I'm, scr- I'm scrambling to try and find a chance yeah so the big thing Red. that happened after that was there was a red card um, we said there could have been one in the sixth minute from Mac Grimes, but one of his partners in centre midfield decided to uh, have an early bath instead. Um, look, I think the best way to say about this is it probably is a red card in the fact that he's brought someone down in the way that he's done it, but it's 1000% accidental that is so harsh no. that it's like. No. You kind of can't, you kind of can and can't argue it at the same time. Like you can no, understand exactly one. why the ref has done it in real time, and he's probably made the right call in real time because when you watch that in real time, it looks horrific. It looks like he's gone through the back of him. But when you look at it on the replay and the slow motion, basically what's happened is they both run into the ball in the corner, it's going out for a throw in. Brentford players getting there first. Fulton's coming in behind, and his running line, he just. It's a bit clumsy of a running line, really, because he just runs into him. And when I say runs into him, you've got... I'm not sure who the Brentford player is, unfortunately, but his standing leg and Felton's like forward leg, basically Felton's forward leg, as he's running, stands on the heel of the Brentford player, completely by accident, just a running collision. But because he's done that, he's lost his foot in, and because of the forward momentum, he's just sort of flown through the back of him. And yeah. that's why it looks so bad. But it's it's so it's completely accidental. You just know that's not. I know Fulton puts a big challenge in, but he's not dirty in that regard. And you know, people were saying like, "What a stupid thing for him to do!" And you know, the, the player was going nowhere. They're up in their own corner. And yeah, that's that's all right stuff to say. And that's why when you look at it, you can see how accidental it is and how unintentional. But at the same time, you can't really argue with the ref's decision because of what he's seen in real time. And he hasn't got VAR to help him. I don't know if VAR would change that. I mean, they oh. might, but you know the way thought, VAR's been. I thought, I thought they would have, but apparently they've given him the three-match ban now for that. Does it not get reset now because it's a new season? Oh, he'll carry over, so he'll miss the first three games next year. But like, they didn't appeal it today, so... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they will. You've got to appeal it to like have it overturned. They won't just overturn it. I don't know if they did appeal it, but yeah, they've given him three game ban anyway. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, like you said, it, you could try that a hundred times, and that would only happen yeah. once. And the way because he know... doesn't change his running line, he doesn't change no, exactly. his foot to do it. It's literally the perfect moment for him to stand on the back of his leg. Yeah, and like you said, because he slipped forward, 
his other leg comes up, so it looks like he's like scissor tackled him yeah. from behind. The, That's the way exactly you what it looks see, like. The way you know that it's an accident and not like he's stood on him and then goes to the back of him is because when he makes contact with uh, the Brentford player's standing leg, which is his trailing leg, Fulton's forward leg goes on it, and as the Brentford player's still trying to run, he's picking up his leg while Fulton's <laughs> leg is like forward on it. Takes Felton's leg with him, which is what makes Felton fall over with his legs going through the back of him. You have to see it to sort of um, see what I'm saying. But like Felton at this point, his leg, he's got like both legs are in the air and he has no control over them because one of them's still planted on the back of the Brentford player. The other one's in the air because of his running. And uh, this one is just on the back of the Brentford player's leg as he's getting lifted up. So he's kind of like completely not in control, flying forward in a kind of sitting down position uh it's yeah. kind of hard to sort of explain but yeah i i gotta be honest when i, I wasn't that far from it i thought straight away i was like red it looked like a goka pintado special on robbie savage in real time that's yeah. what it looked like just a big scissor kick from the back but um the ref was quick to get the red out though no, literally was. by the time fulton had turned around it was out yeah he was definitely quick but like you gotta say in real time it did look oh, in real time i thought it was a red as soon so... as he did it i thought oh my god it's a red card yeah, I mean, he's gone through the, Yeah, like, I think, I feel like I can't really criticise the ref there. Because he didn't oh, have no, the VAR no. to help uh, him. Well, oh, I've got it in front of me here, and, like, you can literally see when the foot's made contact with the other foot, the way that it's just sliding forward. Like, that's how you can see it's so accidental. But, um. Yeah, it's just unlucky. <laughs> it's just really unlucky. Another observation from it, just looking now, like, he's lucky he didn't damage his knee, Felton, because when he does, like, uh, get his leg trapped like that, and it's, it's going forward with the. Momentum of the Brentford guy picking his leg up. A little bit like what Jordan Morris did, but his knees like bending inwards. Um, which I've only just noticed. But uh, not saying, you know, that should change anything. Just you can see how it wasn't something he was intentionally trying to do. Because that, if, that, if he lands awkward there, that could have been nasty. So for both of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, the bottom line of this happening is the fact that. The game's over, essentially. Uh, we, we we did look like we were coming in around the box a little bit. We weren't really creating anything, but we were trying. It was kind of huffing and puffing and not getting anywhere, I think. But it could have only taken one opportunity putting it in to like, just make it literally, nervous. Literally had just gone to the 4-3-3. It just brought Cullen on. Yeah. Gone to the 4-3-3 when that happened. Well, I think he'd done it earlier. In hindsight. brought the players on that suited it better. In, in hindsight, it was... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It actually did go to the 4-3-3. Yeah, so, I mean, he just brought Cullen on. And um, Dander was on it as well. No, I think he brought Dander on after the red, didn't he? Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... I mean, at like, this point, yeah, I was like... Yeah. It was oh, game no, over. And as soon as on, the red was game Dander over. came on uh, two minutes before the red, so it was Cullen on the 60th minute for no Ah, right, so... Dander oh, well, came on Horahan. Um, Who knows, because... Again, hindsight with going to a more attacking formation and even you know bringing Dander on, be a bit more attacking. Like you said, one goal was still early doors, wasn't it? Doesn't matter what time, yeah. As soon as the red was over, sixty-five seventy, even eightieth minute, if you get one back, like you just everything, you just throw the kitchen sink to you and try and get second, take it to extra time, and they they're nervous holding on, like oh my god, we just need to hold on one goal lead, ten minutes to win the prem, so anything could happen. Just look at the game when when we went up, like against Reading. We were three and up, and Reading nearly came back three all. So anything could have Called happened. right after yeah. half time. Yeah, 
So, whatever. Anyway, it was an out day this time. It is what it is. We just need to like learn from it. So, I don't want to talk too much about uh, the season and what we think of that. That will be in our next video. Um, and whether Steve Cooper's here or not. There's a couple of things I do want to mention. Those. First of all, just briefly, all these links with Palace. It's come out apparently he already had two interviews. Um, I mean, there's no... You're never going to know how true it is because they're not going to come out and say it, are they? But it seems that apparently he had two interviews with Palace um, before the playoff final and was happy to potentially leave regardless of the result. How true that is, I'm not sure. But if, if true, do you think, like, would that have had an impact on the result? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't buy. I just I struggle to buy into some of these things that always come out like they've had two interviews and... Don't know. I like. Well, you know, if it is true, then yeah, I do think it would have had an impact on the the final. Um, well, we'll see, won't we? If he's if he's here in the next couple of days, I guess. Apparently, Nuno was favourite, wasn't he, for Palace? But apparently not. Now I don't know. There's going to be a massive jumble of managers now in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, there's still there's still articles floating around about about Cooper going to Palace. Uh, they were, I saw people quoting on Twitter that today was the day that it would be announced. Or that the club was going to give Cooper this morning. It came out actually. The club was going to give Cooper an ultimatum, like you either go in or you stay in. You need to tell us today so we can plan. It needs to happen soon if it's happening, because um, it's just no point in wasting time now. But yeah, so if nothing's come out today, like it's Thursday, um, we're recording at six o'clock in the evening. Nothing's come out. So all the stuff I said this week, they were all saying Thursday was the day we'd know. Nothing's happened yet. So. We'll see what happens with that. Obviously, um, this could this is this video probably isn't going to go till Friday, and who knows? And maybe we would have known by then. But hmm. yeah, so there's no in which news. case, fucking hell, he had interviews and <laughs> ruined the final definitely. Or he, I said it was fine. There's nothing to do with him going to Palace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it was fine. We won't know. I'm just just throwing that out there because that's stuff that's been circulating. So maybe we're not going to talk about that until we know any more concrete data there. Um, it's frustrating though that even news coming out about it before the game because that could have an impact. I'd like to think it wouldn't on the players. At the end of the day, regardless of what's happening with the manager, they would all benefit from going up to the Premier League. So why would their performance dip because the manager's been well, elsewhere? I don't know, but like a lot of the said earlier on in the season, like our form seemed to dip after the links came out when the when earlier on in the season. When the links came out with him going to Palace, yeah, it's easy I, to say that though. When we had such a good first half of the season, like any sort of tail off, just coincidentally, is after that, and then, do you know what I mean? Like we don't. Yeah, know I know. Sure. It, no, it could be anything, couldn't it? But well, I, we we kind of know the reason why we tailed off. But um, I feel like it's more squad depth than links. Yeah, definitely. Palace, but, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the other thing is, as you touched on earlier, the formation. So all these games at the end of the season were going for the back. The first two semi-finals, we did for the back. I thought, when I saw the team sheet, Roberts was just going to be on the wing. So I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong, but he goes five at the back. And we played Brentford twice this season with affirmation and we drew both games. What well, I just don't get why he's gone back. I um, We've said uh, how well Cooper has done with the squad. He's gotten everything so massive praise to him, so I'm not like, going to sort of say this makes him a bad manager, but he got it wrong. He got it 100% wrong. Do you know why I think he's done it? Totally wrong. Because I think exactly. Liam Cullen was quiet in that first leg. Routledge got injured. Um, he didn't. I think 
he wanted to play Roberts instead of Cullen. I and, think so. And he shoehorned him in by changing the formation. He wanted his best. He wanted his best available eleven on the pitch, no matter where they were playing. He wanted like Connor Roberts, like you said, instead of Cullen. Um, he wanted him on the pitch, um, and that's why he's done it, probably. Yeah, for me, I think like oh, and also Brentford have changed to a three recently, and he so maybe that was in his mind, like we'll match him. Uh, but for me, you 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 give them a different question to answer because they answered that twice this year. The second time they should have beaten us. Um, and I don't think Callan was really in the picture so much when they, we played them in the past. So give them, give their defence the striker to mark that is going to run these different lines and do all this thing. When it's nil-nil, not when it's like they're all parking the bus because they're two nil up. When it's nil-nil yeah. and they're pushing against us and we can get them on the break. Um, ultimately, who knows how much difference it would have made because, you know, the, the ball for the, the penalty, for example... Well, you don't know. Everyone could have been slightly in a different place, and it's a different game entirely, isn't it? But uh, you'd you'd argue that ball shouldn't come through in a three at the back over a four. You'd think a four, you'd be more likely to concede that. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he did it. It's annoying because I don't think we've played. Someone would correct me, but I don't think we've played a back three with the wing back since since Lee Bowyer's comments that we were predictable against Birmingham. I think that was the last time we played a back five. Started with it anyway, or back three, whatever you want to say. Um, so I I don't understand why. I think we had settled into it then as well. Obviously we we had the bad run. We went to the back four. We still had a couple of bad results, but then we had settled into it. I thought quite nicely. Played yeah. played that in the first two, you know, in the in the semi final legs. Bango and Guayhi were absolutely brilliant at the back and. All the back four were brilliant, so I don't know why he would disrupt that defensive unit. That's what annoyed me, especially against Brentford. Why would you disrupt that defensive unit in a final, in a big game? Because I think if we keep it tight, like we did against Barnsley, keep that tight for the first half. Like I said, get in nil-nil half time. Then, like we do, maybe nick a goal or something. Um, then who knows? So I, I don't know why. I don't know why he changed it. I and again, uh, hindsight is wonderful. If we had won the game when he went to the back, back five, then we would have been like, "Oh, it's a genius move." But yeah, no, I, that's I, true. I don't know why. But I think it is true. But it's constructive criticism, and it? it's not like just uh, yeah. on his back. And he made a mistake. He knows so more we, than we do. We got to call him out, and you know, we'll be quick to praise him when he does something right. It's only fair that we do the same the other way, as well. We don't want to be biased in either direction. Overall, I think he's done a great job. We'll discuss that more in the next video. But he did get this one wrong, in my opinion, as well. So, um, as much as I hate to see Thomas Frank's smug face, and you know, look, Brentford, I, I, the team, they've had a good couple of years, and I've I've liked the way they've played for a while. Uh, back like before he was there, it's just frustrating after everything has happened with him to see them going up. But you know, good luck to them when they go to the Premier League. Yeah. Um... Deserved it. They like, yeah. but clearly, like we say about tactics, and you know, if some butts, clearly they were the be- they were the better side on the day. Um, yeah, 100%. But it didn't have to work too hard for it, which was a bit annoying. I think even if we put in a big performance, maybe they still would have beaten us because I think they are that sort of level above us. I think in terms of the squad depth they've got and the quality they've got. Um, but yeah, I just think I just would have loved to yeah. have seen us put up a bit well, more of a fight. They've got a thirty goal striker at the end of the day. Like, uh, exactly. If you put a 30 goal striker into our team, then 
who knows what might have happened. But um, that's just a massive difference, and that's something that we can't afford. Let's be honest, because the the top uh, the top three went up as well, didn't they? One, two, three, all went up. The yeah. uh, so I think it was fair. Um, terms of the quality i think like we were all sort of ho- i think like deep down we were all sort of hoping that it could happen but i think it would have been a big upset if we had beat yeah. brentford in that final i think yeah hey, i was getting stick left right center in our predictions for saying that brentford would beat us in the final but as yeah, much as I know, like your really... heart wants you to say swansea yeah, sometimes you've got to be realistic and i just got to be didn't honest have enough this year and look it turns out it was the case doesn't mean got to be honest doesn't yeah. mean i don't like the swans i want them to do any you know want them to win i would have happily been proved wrong sometimes in sport you just aren't the better team and the better team won on a day and that's the fair result it's not the end of the world at all we just move on next year and try build yeah. again I think when anyway. we got to the final when we got to the final i thought oh we can do this it's a one-off game yeah, we can, well, anything we can, can happen in, in and then no but as the week went on and then was going to wembley on saturday i just thought i just i just don't i just didn't fancy it yeah i just had a feeling i just didn't fancy it and it just they had too much uh, one one last time then. Any standout players for you? Bloody hell. Um, That's a hard question. Not really. Can go the other way. We can say who didn't play well. I mean, I think but, um, I think Grimes had a good game other than that early um, tackle. Like it's difficult. Hard because the game was I over. Think, wasn't yeah, it? it was over. I think he did solid. Like he, it's a difficult occasion. You can see how much it meant to him at the end of the match when he was upset. Because some people did say lack of passion all that rest of it, which did know. frustrate me. You don't get to that position with a lack of passion. Easy, easy throwaway comment yeah. again. Yeah, you don't get to a playoff final if you don't have passion. And, um, you know, you could tell at the end the players, it meant something to the players. Like, they didn't want to lose the game. They just, it happens. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't think it was the defence's best game. Um Probably. But like I said, though, like even after, after, like all right, they scored the penalty, which was a bit of a defensive mix-up, I think, and then we were a bit all over the shop, and they didn't track back for the second goal, and then obviously Tony hits one from miles out, just out of no, out of nothing, and then I can't really remember much else that they did either. No, that's what I'm after the two, there was a poor game. chances after that. There was there wasn't really much that happened, but they didn't need to do much. So, I mean. We could have scored a goal and they could have come straight back at us. We don't know, really. We're saying it would have tensed it up a bit, but they might be like, okay, we need to get another one and just turned it on again. All right, let's go the other way then because it is no one really had a really good game, let's be honest. Uh, they were all average at best. Um, what about the other way then? Who wasn't so great? Who specifically had a poor game? I don't know. I think everybody was quiet. Like, I think sort of it was like well and. I didn't really see him do much, and but but again, the main one, and I feel bad. I don't want to jump on the like agenda because everyone seems to hate him. But Horahan was poor. Oh my god! He just I, in, I would say he was poor in all three playoff games as well. I just don't know. Still There's more going on there. Like he just don't suit the style of play. Because you can see, he's, I know, he's but got he... quality. He's had quality in the past. Like um, I just put up his stats again just to see. No, but even so, like. He gave the ball away so much in the midfield, like loose passes. Say, like, we brought him in to be a set-piece specialist. Like, that's his... He's got a lovely left foot. Two free kicks in the corner, lovely positions. They both... Conor Roberts took them both. So why was he on the field? No, I, I clearly agree with you, but I just don't care why. Like, I just feel like there's got to be... There's something weird that's happened there because 
the Villa play, the Villa fans didn't want him to go. Like they were happy to keep playing him in the Premier League. Like, do you know what I mean? There's um, another thing you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Has he secured a move for next year already? He's just yeah. in second gear. Apparently, he's got a year left in his contract at Villa. So whatever sources we were looking at online, like they don't know, they're wrong. He has got a year. I, well, I wonder if he's got a move already because it does happen with loan players; they get loaned out, but they know that someone's yeah. sort of. It's just weird, isn't it? Because year. like, he's definitely better than what he's shown in the last couple of weeks of Swansea. So I don't know yeah. whether it is like he's really struggling to do what Cooper's asking, and then as a result, yeah. of a couple of bad games, his confidence is just not there anymore. Who knows Whatever. what it is? The bottom Never line happened. is he just we hasn't just been good. Didn't get the best out of well, we didn't. We didn't get the best of him nowhere. We had the nowhere best near. out of him for like three or four weeks, and then. That was it. But, you know, onwards. Well, I'd happily take George Byers back there, to be honest. Like, I know we're going to talk about that sort of stuff more in next videos, but uh, I don't feel like George Byers we... offers less. Oh, oh, no, definitely not. Not on that evidence, what we've seen over the last few weeks. But I tell you what, we did get my man, Dander. We had a Rose Ed. Lovely chance. Well, I not know, a lovely chance, but on the edge of the box, good opportunity. I swear, every time he comes off the bench, he does that once. Every time he comes off it. the bench. And like and again, look, we we joke the ways we we joke, we joke a bit, but in all seriousness, he never hits the target. There was nobody in his way. It was bouncing lovely. All he has to do is hit the target. If it gets blocked, he, he gets needs saved. to start leaning forward a bit, doesn't he? Could take a deflection. It could go in. That could be the turning point. It's it's Rosehead again. He's done that in so many games this year, though, where he has just finessed it, and it's like Ooh, playing rugby today. But uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. We'll talk. Right, we're going to do another video then for a season review where we'll discuss some of this stuff in more detail. Then we're going to talk like in another video about the players, players' awards, stuff like that. And then maybe we'll have a look at this team as a whole. So who's leaving? What sort of loans we've, uh, we are coming to an end? Who can we bring up from the youth squad? What sort of transfers do we need? And maybe try and do some scouting of some potential stuff uh, players that we think might fit in. So that's kind of where we're going to look at for the summer. We'll also look at doing some stuff with the Euros. Uh, we're going to plan a new format for how we're going to approach our weekly, like, well, our match videos next year. It'll be slightly different. I think we're going to try and do one main one a week where we'll do, like, uh, look at the match that's just happened. Maybe they will have a review of everything else in the championship and then look at the next match. So if there's two matches in one week, we'll do them both in one video rather than uh, just to try and cut down on workload I guess because otherwise it's like four videos a week and guess guess a lot around our jobs but uh, we can also then look at other stuff if we've got extra time not just post and pre-match stuff so we're in the middle of planning that um, so stay with us and any ideas you've got for stuff you'd like to see let us know in the comments as well uh, anything else you want to add Lee? No not much I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the season good start for us in all fairness see... since we started in January yeah Good. It wasn't our fault that we started playing bad. Just saying, it wasn't our fault. <laughs> the 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 dip came after after us, like a month <laughs> after. Because um, yeah, we were doing the videos when we beat Norwich, I remember. So yeah. it wasn't us. <laughs> if you want to check out Lee's match day experience in Wembley, you can follow us on TikTok. Uh, he's put a video up there of how his day went and his view and all that sort of stuff. Other than that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Spotify and also obviously just subscribe to this channel and leave a like and engage in the comments and we shall see you in the next one so thanks for watching guys have a good one see you soon
Thank you for watching. Don't forget if you enjoyed the video to click the like button to help us grow. To keep up to date with all of our new uploads, hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos. As always, engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today. And if you want to support us directly, check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor-related t-shirts. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.